Ready? Welcome back to the Diaries of the Wild Ones. Once again, a huge thank you to Wild Earth Australia for supporting me and the adventurous lifestyle. If you guys need any gear for your next adventure, running, camping, climbing, hiking, you guys name it, these guys have it. Go to wildearth.com.au and put in the 10% discount code MYDIARY. That's right. We've changed it, guys. We've changed the discount code to MYDIARY. All one word, capital letters, wildearth.com.au. And a huge thank you to Pure Scott Australia, Australia's very own Scotch whiskey company. I just want to give a big shout out to these guys because they've been doing some amazing things and some amazing fundraisers for, for the Great Barrier Reef. So if you guys want to support our very own Scotch company, Pure Scott, go to purescott.com or shop at Dan Murphy's. All right, guys, now this episode you're about to hear is told a little bit differently. It's Sage and I, the guy that I hitchhiked to the Percy Islands with. The two of us tell the story of the three weeks that we spent together. Now, I just want to say that this trip for me was absolutely magical. It was like one of those dreams to like go to a remote island, build a hut and live off the island. Now, this story right here is just my journey of the first three weeks of that six-week trip with Sage. And um, I hope you guys like it. Enjoy. All right. Oh, God. I don't even know what happened then. We're back. I know. We're, well, we're back. The listener doesn't know we're back. The no. listener just knows we're here. Hello. This is why I don't film stuff. Okay, listeners, we just started, Sage and I just started a podcast. We got about 10 minutes in filming it, and then mm. we turned to the camera. The camera wasn't on. The recording gear wasn't on. We're super professional. We're hey. super professional. But, you know, this story, this story right now is here. You met Sage the other day, two episodes, or quite a few episodes ago. He's the guy that I hitchhiked to the Percy Islands with. I thought I was just getting a lift straight to the Percy Islands. I was pretty naive. I thought it was just going to be a sail when I was going to hitchhike, an overnight sail or two-day sail or one-day sail, whatever it is, to get straight here. But we just realized it's been 19 days, mm-hmm. 20 tomorrow, and you're actually leaving. So I've been with you nearly three weeks. Yeah. And um, we're on the Percy Islands now, living off the island. Yeah. I've built, well, we've built a hut that I'm living in yeah, on yeah, the beach we here. Built it. <laughs> yeah, that I'm living on, on the beach here. And we're, we've sat down now because we realized we have a freaking ridiculous story to tell. We've just had Christian join us, which is, he's also sailed out here and he's going to continue yeah. on with you on he's, his own journey. He's sailing north with me from here. So Christian, would you, um, would you like to hear our story of um, how we got here? Yeah, I'd love to hear it, guys. It'd be an honor. All right, all right. You sit there. You don't have a mic, so we'll just talk it to We will just say it to you. Yeah. <laughs> this is for the listeners because this story gets so stupid. Because, <laughs> <laughs> no, because, okay, so where where should we even start? Well, at? first of all, we're, we're, at per- we're at the Percy Islands. We're sitting in a tree house. We're overlooking coconut palm trees. We're, we're just reflecting on the past three weeks and like all the magic and all the crazy times that have happened and it's just a a story too good to not tell Mm. so 
Let's yeah. just start from the beginning. So the Percy Island group, where we currently are, it's like it's it's a place I've dreamed about for the last for the last two years, pretty much since since I was um, camped on the Keppel Islands one time, and I heard about it from fellow yachties, and it's just I've never heard about it from anyone else but yachties, and the mm. reason why is because it's that far out off the coast of Australia that. You can only really get here by sailing. Exactly. You know, motorboats, it's a bit too far from the mainland for, for fuel. And so what it has out of the five islands that are out here and the three islands that are the Percy Island group, there is one homestead with a couple living on them. Mm. And then there is an old A-frame, which is a, a famous um, in West Bay here on the on middle Percy Island. There's, a, there's an old structure that has been turned into the Percy Island Yacht Club, which is literally just an mm. open A-frame on the beach mm. where yachties come and leave mementos mm. of their boats, like their signs. And so it's this yeah. hub for all around the world, these yachties where they yachties meet. It's true. And I've heard about this and I'm like, man, I want to get to those remote islands. And so the, I wanted to do it last year. It didn't happen this year. I was like, that's it. I'm doing it. Mm. So for me, it was just the only way to do it was to, I don't have a yacht, was to hitchhike out there. So mm. I heard, um, I put I put a couple of ads up, put a sign up in the marina, put some stuff on yachty Facebook websites. And then a friend saw it and said, hey, message this guy, Sage. He's sailing up right now. He's, he's on a catamaran. Mm. And so I found you through Instagram. Yeah. Sent you a message. Yeah. I must say it took a little bit of time for me to respond. Yeah, because you're a dog. But, no, but. <laughs> I'll, I'll apologize now on Mike for that. Uh, you, you were sitting in me message requests for a while. But then I went to the beach one night when I was uh, solo on board and uh, took my guitar with me. I just felt like getting out of my comfort zone and just like... I don't know, rocking up to a social environment with my guitar, just being like, you know what, I'm going to push my boundaries here. I'm going to, I'm going to go and play some music for whoever's on the beach and uh, just, yeah, push my comfort zone. So when I went to the fire and rocked up to the beach, there was this guy called Brenton sitting around the fire. He was one of the, yeah. one of the younger guys around the fire. A lot of, lot of old people have boats because, mm. you know, they say, oh, I'll do that in my older age. Not me. I'm 22. I'm doing yeah. it now. And Brenton, the Brenty that I met two years ago on the Keppel Sailing, yeah. That guy. Yeah, 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 that yeah. guy. Yeah. So he 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 said to me while we were sitting around the fire, he was like, "Oh, did you uh did you get in contact with Aaron? He's uh he's looking to sail north to the Percy Islands." And I was like, "Oh, I think I did get a message from some some person called Aaron." Yeah, and he was like, "Oh, yeah, he's a lovely guy. Fully vouch for him." I'm like, "Oh, yeah, cool." And then Thanks, um Brenton. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, I even I even remember when I was with Sage uh sailing for a week the other day. I remember Sage getting that message and Sage goes to me, hey, who's this, do you know this Diaries of the Wild Ones guy? I'm like, nah, bro, never seen him, never heard of him. And I'm, it's just funny because that was just this passing thing, right? Yeah, it's true. And now the three of us are here. Yeah, yeah. he was on board when you first messaged me. Oh, yeah. And Sage was like, who's this guy? I'm like, I don't know, just some dude, you know? <laughs> mm. Yeah, just some dude. Yeah, nah, cool man. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah basically i i responded to you got back to you and was like yeah cool man you know we can figure out some sort of exchange and uh yeah we can i'll take i'll take you up to the percy's uh, and then we kind of had a phone call together for about 20 minutes or so as the sun was setting in the following days and uh yeah just got a feel for each other and yeah. what the what the mission was that's exciting too that phone call because i you know and like how you said a lot of old people sail i thought i was going to be helping like some old joe and his and his wife like ruth 
Yeah. You know, because they're a bit too old and tired to, you know, set sail through the night. I thought, yeah. like, um, I was going to be helping them pull sails. To, to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. not in a bad way. That would have been an amazing experience. Mm. But to have, like, a young guy and young energy and young, yeah, young blood be like, mm. fuck yeah, dude, let's send it. I'm like, <laughs> what this, yeah, yeah, it just happens for a reason. And, yeah. and so we had that conversation and you're like, yeah, dude, like, let's see if we can work something out. I said, well, I'll come meet you. I was still working. I was doing a shutdown, doing some maintenance on the um, power station in Rockhampton there. And yeah. I said, oh, I've got Sunday off. Mm. I was supposed to be finishing, but they kept saying, like, kept giving me extra days. Mm. I said, oh, I'll come out on Sunday. We'll have a beer. Um, we'll come on the boat. We'll come meet you. Yeah, we'll have a chat. So I've gone and met you on the boat. You've picked me up on the Zodiac. I've yeah. gone straight to Pearl, your boat. Yeah. Sailed it's, around the corner. Yeah, sailed around the corner. And straight away, just... um. Yeah, started diving in some caves. Yeah, this first first time hanging out, we're like five, seven meters deep underwater in a cave, like looking at each other, like shuckering <laughs> each other, going <laughs> like, dude, what is, is going on? <laughs> this underwater world. A great little start to the adventure. Dude, you've, I haven't, like, yeah, I've done some cave diving and everything, but it's like since meeting you, it's like everything we've done is looking for caves, looking for swim throughs. Mm. I've only like done it when it's like, I don't know, just kind of, not like searching for them and ser- yeah it's mm. just been so cool like we've dove a lot of cool caves we certainly and have some scary ones too yeah some long ones <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was when I first dove into that cave and then there was that big cod in there yeah and I dove in and went into the shadow and then suddenly this big fish comes out oh, you, like, you look like you shut yourself yeah. yeah I was like fuck you saw a massive shark but it was just a cod yeah 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 no, just, oh no groper it was a groper oh I gotta be careful of them yeah yeah okay so reeling it in so met up with you on the Sunday then that yes. afternoon I said oh you know because I had to get the ferry back and the ferry was from the other side of the island mm. so he said oh we'll sail around we'll have a beer I mm. said oh let's go have a beer yeah so we pull anchor and we set sail mm. and we have to go around the corner of the Keppels yeah and there was a whole heap of yachts anchoring there yeah at Monkey Bay at Monkey Bay there yeah. was probably about 15 yachts in there yeah and we're sailing along and I was at the helm on the tiller hadn't sailed a boat in a long time Oh, I hadn't steered a boat in yeah, a long time. Yeah, hadn't, hadn't steered for a while. And I've said to you, I was like, oh, mate, like, where are we going to go here? We're aiming for, like, there was uh, the reef and there was a couple of boats there mm. and there was a buoy there to, to mark the edge of the reef. Yeah, like, oh, don't go on the inside of here. Yeah, and then you've <laughs> said, like, oh, it might be, we, we, it should be high enough tide to cut on the inside of that buoy mm. because of that, the yachts that were there. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, a bit risky. I'm like, all right, so go on the inside of the buoy. And then there was another buoy there and I was like, all right, what about this one? And you're like, yeah, cut that one too. But on the other side of it was this yacht. And I was like, okay, so then we cut it in. And then he's like, zigzag the yacht. And then him and I just started zigzagging yeah. every freaking... These million-dollar yachts, yeah. man, you're, they were anchored. You were on the tiller. I was on the sails. So I was, I was kind of like adjusting the sails as you were making sharp turns around these million-dollar boats. And these people are like standing up on the side of their boat, like looking at us like, who the fuck are these guys? Like, <laughs> no one does this. No one just sails through the anchorage zigzagging through all the boats. Yeah, yeah. I, like all underway like the engines weren't on it was all just wind power like it was like you know what i mean yeah. and i'm not looking when we got through oh and then we're coming up the last boat we like the wind kind of like eddied off this mountain and changed a bit and then died and we started losing momentum we're going towards this boat and it was pushing us to the side and i'm like mm. oh and he's like oh we're gonna make it sage is like we're gonna make it we're gonna mm. make it and then last minute He's like, we're not going to make it. And he just grabs the tiller and turns it to the side. And I'm thinking, because 
I've only ever sailed monohulls, no cats. And the turning circle from where he's turned is like, now I'm on a collision course with this boat. There's no mm. way boats I've sailed before would make that turn. Mm. And he's just turned the tiller. So now I'm thinking, shit, we're about to crash into like some yacht, you know, on my first sail with him. And we make it past it. We probably cleared the back of it by like two meters. Yeah, a few meters. Still. <laughs> it's, like, it's all good. And then we got in and I was just like, oh, this is going to be fun. This dude's got the perfect like um, balance of recklessness and... um. <laughs> You know and, what I mean? And calculated risk. Yeah, calculated risk. Risk management. Oh, so yeah. So then it that ca- was a good first day. That was the that was the practice run. I went back to work for a few days. Got all my shit ready. I had like because I'd been working for pretty much two months. I had to sort mm. my life out. So I got everything ready. You're getting ready to. Sit I was down. doing some serious boat work while you were back at work. Yeah, I, I had to go into harbour and um and rebuild the the front cross beam on my boat because on one of my last passages in open ocean which we were going to be doing i actually i ripped my front cross beam in on itself oh that was the damage that you did on the boat before the damage we did on the boat on this run <laughs> yeah yep that that's it uh, so yeah, constant, yeah. things are constantly breaking but yeah so i had to rebuild that to make sure that the boat was seaworthy so that it wouldn't properly fall apart on the passage that we were going to do because we're far out on the ocean right now. We're 120 kilometres from any harbour. Yeah, 125 from Mackay. We're 180 from Yapoon. That's the closest harbour. That's harbors. a long way Yeah, away. It's, it's quite a long way when you think about out to sea. So I wanted to make sure my boat was in good shape. So I was doing a bunch of boat work while you were working. And then, uh, yeah, we got to a stage where we, we had a date. The wind was turning, changing directions. It had been blowing northerly for a few weeks. That's why I was hanging at the Keppels. And then it started to swing to the south. And uh, I was like, all right, bro, we're going to leave on uh, Saturday. So get over here Friday afternoon and um, we'll get all your stuff on board and then we'll depart the next morning. So you make your way over. Yeah, that was exciting too. Like, that was so exciting. And straight up, I'm like, I did the groceries. I was like, dude, I'll get it. You gave me a shopping list. I got some groceries for me. I've got all my gear. And now I'm like, how am I going to get this to the other side of the Keppel Islands? And you're like, oh, I'll just take it in my little Zodiac. And I'm like, I'm going to have to take that all the way around the island. I was mm. like, no. Nah. So I go up to Trent on the dive boat. I was like, dude, can you hook us up? Can you take us over the other side of the island? And he's like, oh, I've got to do a trip at um at midday. And I was like, yeah, mate, I'll buy you a beer. So, mm. yeah, yes. Yeah, Keppel Islands, I love it. I yeah. love everyone there. So he takes us around, drop all the gear off, mm. and then you stayed on the boat because it was um. It was blowing a gale, man. It was blowing like twenty five knots, uh, gusting up to thirty, which is almost gale force conditions. So I was a little bit wary to leave the boat. Uh, it was, I think, it was like close to the afternoon at that stage, and yes. then just before sunset, it kind of died off enough for me to feel comfortable enough to get off the boat and meet you at the resort because you wanted to have a few beers. Yeah, I wanted to say goodbye, like you know, like you know, I just finished work, had some friends at the Keppels. I wanted to, you know, just have a couple beers, say goodbye to everyone, say goodbye to Nisi, mm. you know, like, yeah. and and yeah, just. So I met up with you over there and had a few beers. We had some dinner. You shouted me dinner. Appreciate that. And then uh, at the end of the night, we realized when we had to leave that I had no torch to get back. And it was a dark night. The moon wasn't out. It was actually really dark. And we had to go all the way around <laughs> yeah. the side of the Capital Islands, yeah. like, like two or three nautical miles, like six kilometers. And uh, with no light, in really strong wind, with your, all your electronic gear... Yeah. in the tiny zodiac yeah but I was game and so are you this is the thing we are having a beer and you said oh dude like it's getting dark and I forgot my light and I'm like oh yeah 
okay, cool. Should we... We'll just hang out for a bit. Should we go back in the dark or you want to go back now? And you're like, "Uh, we could risk the dark. And I was like, right, cool, I'm down. Which seemed to be like us for the next three weeks. Yeah. (laughs) Should we do it? Oh, it's a bit dodgy. Should we give it a go? Yep. Mm. So, yeah, then we got back to the boat after a, a, a pretty... It was all right. We we made it back. Dude, it was beautiful. Like I was like, we got on the plane. We're cruising around the back of the island, pitch black. I'm trying to look out for any like rocks or reef or whatever. But it was just like, this is the adventure beginning. This is the whole thing. When you had this dream and you, and you, yeah, you have a dream and you just go for it. And now it's actually happening. You're setting mm. out on the adventure. You know, with mm. a, with someone new on a whole new adventure, no, like where you've just you just surrendered. <laughs> yeah, that morning I did the meditation that I always do, which is just surrender, just let the experience take me, just have fun with it. And so now we're on the way to the boat, the boat that's taken us. So we get yeah. on the boat, and it's like we hang out, meeting the boat, and then. But the thing is, we've got to be up early. Yeah, sunrise start for the wind, and that was the thing. We got up, man. Keppel Islands, Christian. Keppel Islands blessed us. We got up with the most beautiful freaking sunrise. Mm. As it was coming up, we were pulling anchor, and the wind was like perfect, man. Oh, it was pretty strong. It was strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was pretty strong. But we pulled, dude, we pulled the freaking sails up, first proper sail, and just started hooking. Yeah. We were going, we hit 9.3 knots, man. We were going fast. We were proper flying. I was not expecting us to be going that fast. Did we Straight out of main? bed. Nah, bro, I had the full main up. <laughs> the full main, the full jib out the front, surfing down these waves, nine and a half knots, like absolutely scooting along. I was like, wow, we're in for a, we're in for a big day. And then luckily, you know, it was dying off and uh, we ended up having a beautiful sail from Keppel's all the way to Port Clinton. Mm. And um, we were going to go a little bit further to, to Pearl Bay that day, but we decided just to tuck into to Port Clinton just to get yeah. protection. Um, because that we knew there were some storms coming in the following days. But we arrived at Port Clinton after sailing for like probably eight eight to nine hours. Yeah, it was a nice day. Sail. It was like one of those cruisy sails where you just you trim the sails and you just kind of sit on the boat and just, just mm. bounce through the water and just enjoy it, Yeah, you know? Yeah, those and, pure, pure yeah. moments of stillness. And for me, like that was that thing of like just letting go and, and settling, you know? Mm. Because I'd been at work, I'd been in go mode, I'd been working on a power station in construction with energy and... and you know, like, oh, I wouldn't say negative energy, but, you know, a different energy. And it was just mm. that, like, coming back into myself, coming back into me, mm. letting go back into the experience, you know, just mm. regrounding myself. And I'm just sitting there with nature, being pushed along by nature. Slowly bopping just around. Just calming. It was funny, too. Like, yeah, you know, like I, um, which is the podcast we talked about, I have this weird three months where I call it my Great Depression. Mm. And um, I was like, well, I'm just going to go back on a trip and just be me. And it was funny. It was just every day it was just the levels of layers just melted away mm. of like this story that i had on my head that where life where there was a problem mm. you know what i mean and that first mm. day it was just this huge release off the shoulders just giving in and going on an adventure just giving into the experience and it was mm. like every time i've ever done this in life where it's been pure to heart you know like pure like not ego just love for me and just giving in and going on an experience the universe has blessed me mm. and i knew that that morning mm. because i woke up the sun was coming it was so perfect mm. you know what i mean like setting the whole feeling of it everything it was like that sunrise that morning it was just like it was like it was just like here you go man yeah you know what i mean it was like i felt blessed mm. you know and it's like that this is you know, this is why i still do this shit it's like that mm. feeling of like adventure you know and it's like i don't this is it it's 
I decided this when I was, and we talked about in our podcast when I was having these nightmares and I was 23 and I just went, you know what? I'm just going to live like this. Just have fun, you know? So I gave into it. So we've gone to Port Clinton. Yeah. Yeah. We arrived at, you know, a very, an unexpected, but very beautiful place. We weren't expecting to drop anchor there. And then uh, we're actually sailing with my dad who was alongside us for a lot of the journey. So we were racing him, obviously thrashing him yeah we beat him yeah thrashing him (laughs) and (laughs) anyway so yeah i'm on the radio to him he's like oh cool yeah let's pull into port clinton so we do drop anchor um as soon as we drop anchor you're like bro i'm gonna go for a dive and i'm like all right man we don't have much sunlight left he's like i'm gonna go catch us some dinner you know i'm like all right bro you go for it i'm gonna go have a chat to dad yeah and then wait how's i jump in the water christian i jump in the water and i start swimming for the rocks and again the rocks and it's all like not mangrove, it's all like seaweedy and not that much viz, still beautiful diving and everything, not that much viz, some fish around, but all this seaweed. And then I realized like, like Rockhampton, we're still on the mainland and Rockhampton, which is south, has heaps of crocs in the inlets and the river systems. And now I'm more north, going more into croc country. And now I'm in a In a inlet. big mangroves, yeah. Yeah, now I'm in an inlet with mangroves and all this stuff and I'm like, this is croc country. <laughs> Remember, I got off of the rocks. I was like, "Oh, you think there's crocs here?" I'm yelling out to you guys. And what on the did boat. I say? You're like, "No, nah, you'll be right." <laughs> and I was like, oh. "I was like, oh, I'll be right, but there's, there's, there'll be crocs in here for sure." Probably a bit further up. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah <laughs> they don't come out to the open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I jumped down, man, and the whole thing was, it was like, okay, me. The whole thing that I'm molding into is just go live off the land and just be have fun with it, you know. And so first thing I do is a couple of little um, yellowfin brim, shot a couple of them, put them mm. on the rocks because if there was crocs or sharks around, put them up on the rocks. Or, and then next thing, I was just seeing lobsters everywhere. And I went down and tried to grab one. These huge lobsters. I reckon mm. in like a 30 meter stretch, I saw 10. Wow. And I was, it was just insane. I was like, oh my God, there's these huge lobsters any, everywhere. And then I'm just like swimming back to where my fish were and I just see this lobster way out in the open and suddenly just sees me and goes to scurry back into its hole and I just go shabang it's like headshot just boom and just it's good that you killed it with like that that first shot and didn't have instantly. to freak out yeah, I, I do that a lot when I spear like I go by intuition if the if I feel like it's not supposed to die I don't and then even when something is there I try and just get a headshot I wait I wait sometimes you know mm. I wait for it to turn and I miss a lot of fish because mm. like you know because it's man I feel, you see me I feel so bad yeah taking life can be a big big thing Dude, it, it is a big thing I'm like pat, I'm patting the fish going I'm so sorry buddy thank you buddy I'm so sorry like yeah, yeah it's hard to kill man but it was just this thing that suddenly like providing and I've gotten up and I'm like Sage I've got a dinner holding this lobster up mm. and then he's like sick and then he comes over and he's like oh by the way um yeah, like... Um, Sandra's vegan. Yeah, my dad's <laughs> girlfriends are vegan. Um, yeah, and I was like, oh, sorry. So I'm waving at him with his dead lobster. Oh, like, dude. Away. <laughs> Look what I got. And she's like, fucking poor lobster. I hope he doesn't boil it alive. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, nah, there's no way he'd do that. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but we had that lobster for dinner, didn't we? And I'd never eaten lobster before in my entire life. And to have it straight mm. from the anchorage where we were, mm. you know, from a friend who caught it just felt so good. And we honored it and we were like, oh, yes, I can. It w- oh, man, we had no idea what to do with it, to be dead honest. No, we did not. <laughs> we did never, not know how to cook it. My, I've caught lobsters before and I'm, 
always shit at it, like grabbing them. Shane Ackerman, was, my mate, was showing me how to grab them. And, but my mates have always cooked them. I've never been the one that cooked them. And so next thing I'm like, what do I do with this We've thing? got this lobster. <laughs> like, what are we going to do? I had to call Adam and I had no reception. And he's like, yeah, just fry, fry it. But we cooked it up, man, and just cut the tail in half and fried it. And then fried the legs. And oh, God, it was good. So tasty. Like, it was so tasty. And that, to me, was just setting the scene. That that first day was just like, yeah, yeah here I am. This is what it is. Mm. Straight up. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a beautiful first day of sailing in Great Anchorage. And then, yeah, we stayed there the night. And uh, the following morning, we, we were kind of sitting on the boat looking up at the hill and there was this one big pine tree. We were like, oh, yeah, that looks like a nice tree to climb. So we were like, oh, sweet. Wait, no, that was a Pearl Bay. Didn't we sail to Pearl Bay? No, no, not till the afternoon of that day. Oh. So the morning of it, we, we looked at uh, looked up at the hill and saw the pine tree. We were like, oh, let's climb the hill and climb that tree and get a nice view of the place. So we go to shore and climb up this like rocky cliff and get up to the top and then we find this midden site which is like an indigenous uh, food eating site very sacred very very special place so mm. we kind of were like oh yeah okay we'll just we'll continue walking we won't we won't hang out here and then we walked a bit further around the top of the hill and along the ledge a little bit and then we found this massive almost like canyon it felt like mm. we, we walked right up onto the edge of it right to the tip and got some beautiful it was scary you could feel the power because it was so tall and such a crevasse kind of thing it was like this like mini fjord mm. and we we're so high and it was all shaly rock but the waves are rush washing in so it had this power mm. and it had like this i don't know it just it, it, it had this like kind of like intensity about it mm. you know what i mean how the water was washing in and the sound and everything absolutely yeah so there was a little split on either side of this kind of crevice where the waves would break in to what over time was created through this massive like ocean corrosion there's this massive little ditch running through the center where the waves break in so we like we get down there we're well, at first we're at the top we're like do you reckon we can climb down there <laughs> and we're looking at each other like mm, the rocks no, are pretty like, yeah, sca- like scaly like yeah i was like no nah, i don't think it looks a bit too dangerous yeah and then we look at each other and we're like should we try yeah, of course. Yeah, we'll give it a go. Yeah, we'll like, yeah. I mean, we'll see. Yeah, we'll have a look. <laughs> yeah. So we start scaling this cliff like little like monkey mountain goats, like with rocks breaking. Oh, rocks were just like breaking almost every time we put our foot or hand down, it just break away from underneath us. And you know, with a slip to certain death. To too, be honest, like what we were doing was not very safe. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't promote this. No, uh, we're in the middle of nowhere, yeah. far away from. Um, anything yeah. and uh adventures you should be safe don't but we are reckless yeah no yeah we're, we're, we're reckless um but no we're calculating the risk no right? you know your limits yeah, that's the thing that was it yeah yeah and we knew our limits or at least we thought we did and then we we extended them yeah um <laughs> so yeah we were scaling down this cliff like there was this uh one section that didn't have too much scaly rock on it it was kind of a bit harder and then there were, on the other side of uh where we were climbing down there was like a little uh slit that, that went to like completely vertical drop and that's where we first went to see if we could get down yeah, there we thought we could climb down oh yeah dude we shaley rock down this crack and we're like yeah we'll go that's the way down we'll go climb down that so we're like sliding and trying to get down to this with all this broken rock with like if we we slip you're just going to slide off this edge Mm. and we get down to this crack and we're like 
oh, do you... And I was like, yeah, this is the way down. And then we're looking at it. We're like... Mm. We looked at each other and I was like, dude. And I said to him, I was like, this is where our ego, we've got to pull back. It's mm. like, we can't... This is too dangerous, We have man. to know our limits. Yeah. yeah. And I was yeah. like, this is dangerous. It's like, we can't make it down there. Mm. And then he's like, oh... Should we just go a bit further? And I was like, yeah, we'll go a bit further and have a look. But like, you know, and we go a bit further, get down on top of like the yeah. crack where it's like on the ledge, right on the ledge. And we're looking down. We both looked and went, nah, nah, it's, it's, it's not safe. Like it's, and we did pull back. Let's we're make like, the responsible call and know our limit and not do it. Yeah. And not do it. So we start pulling back and then we're like, well, should we try the other side? <laughs> so yeah. then we scale the rocks again all the way back around the other side of like this crevice this fjord to come try see if we can make it down the other side which was like slippery sli- slippy but it wasn't corrosive rock it was more boulder but mm. real slippy where the tide had come up and algae on it it's probably about a 60 degree angle i'd say yeah, yeah still pretty steep and you still had to climb a few parts and like it did that's the part that didn't look doable at the start where mm. the crack did and then once we got down to it, it was like oh we can maybe do this but what we started seeing from there was down in the field like down in the crack where the waves are coming in these caves and i'm talking like slithers like i'm talking like you could just fit your body in but we can see this light going and we're like there's some deep caves in there mm. so we both make it down mm. to the bottom of this like crack like where the water's coming in the bottom of this cliff this fjord mm. and we're looking into these caves and we're just seeing deep deepness in it and we're mm. like all right let's go but this is still shaley rock yeah and next thing sage just climbs in he's an army crawling down this crack into this cave <laughs> and i'm like all right looks like we're doing it so now i'm following him we're both army like i'm just fitting my body yeah, like claustrophobic hardcore shit fully like, squeezing through there hey yeah and we get in probably 30 meters deep in this thing. oh no nah, maybe not that maybe deep. 20 maybe 20 yeah, yeah. no for the listeners was 30 <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no but we get deep in this crack and then it gets a bit smaller and smaller to the point but there was different crevices different outlets so you could crawl down one bit of the crack and then turn like a cave and then come out a turn at corner and then come like mm. kind of climb down another bit. Like it wasn't sideways, like got climbed mm. down vertically. Like. We had to climb down into like where the moss and the algae was growing on the rock because the waves would break in there. So we had to climb down all this slippery, wet, moss covered rock. And we, we were actually climbing pretty much straight down on slippery rock. And we were like... In a tiny crevasse. Should like we crevice. do this? And we were like... Oh, we'll give it a go. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. Everything that day, I'll just look at him like, should we do it? Like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. And we get down into this crack van and then you can see the light in a different part. It's like, all right, we can make it out there. So we, mm. we climb out. It was just fun. It was, dude, it was just cool being like inside mm. a mountain. Mm. You know what I mean? Where we climbed in through this crack and it was like claustrophobic. It was that one part I tried to get into to get deeper and, mm. and I couldn't fit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, like you have this fear of getting stuck or, you know, or like a rock breaking or something and landing on you or getting your arm. You know that movie where the guy gets his arm? Yeah, 127 hours. Yeah. It was yeah. like that type of shit, you know? Yeah. And we were whispering in the cave. We were like, don't talk loud because if we yell, it might break the rocks. Yeah, no, I had a full fear because it was like shaley rock or like if something moved or moved, it'll break something, you know? Mm. So yeah. we made it through there, didn't we? We, yeah. we, we? we luckily made it back out through the through where the waves are breaking and all on the wet rock, we came out the bottom. We're now at the bottom of this crevasse that we were looking at and we were like, sick, we made it down here. High five, had a great moment. We're like, dude, we made it. And now we're like, all right, sweet, let's uh, 
let's let's leave so then we, we we kind of find another cave over in the corner there we go and suss that out there's a bit of rubbish in there a bit of metal and stuff like that and then where that cave popped out was the like vertical section of cliff face we first looked at and we were like oh no nah, we can't so we can't do we it. can't do that we better not do that because you know we should just kind of tone back our that egos was when we're a bit at the top of it yeah, now that- we're at the bottom of it looking at it from a different angle mm. and we're like should we oh, give we it a go? Should we give? Yeah, like, well, we can just climb up a bit, and then if we can't do it, we'll pull back. You yeah. know, because it looked like the first bit was doable. We don't have ropes with us, by the way, or harnesses. You know, this is free solo climbing. You know, <laughs> yeah. like one mistake, and you know, it, a lot's on the line. So, like, you have to really trust your movements and your balance, and every rock that you you put your weight on, and keeping test, note you know? that these rocks are shaly. So you really mm. had to test the rocks. And I had to get in um, and do, do a bit of crack climbing up the top. There was like a bit where like it was just crack and not really to hold on to. So you had to get into the crack and hold on, mm. turn your wrist and stuff. That was actually scary. The first part of it, as we went up, it was like, oh, this is doable. So this hard, is doable. And then the last bit, the last kind of like three meters was hectic. And that yeah. was like clear drop. Like yeah. there was no turning back. 15 meter drop, hey. Yeah, it was one of the those moments where there was no good footholds or handholds. And then there was like one that was like where you had to, that was in the distance and I had to tri- go for it. You know what I mean? Like mm. you went, you're a bit taller than me. You went and I saw you go for it. Mm. I think I might've chose a different route, but I saw it. You, you go did. for you it. You went a different way through. I was like, fuck, he grabbed that rock. No way. Yeah. And I was fully saw it giving way, but yeah, it didn't. I was freaking out, but you had to, um, you had to just fully commit. You tra- traver- like traverse all your weight. It was like, okay, like, I, you know, like where you're on the edge of a cliff, you don't, don't have any rope holding on you. It's only your fingers and your hands and you're there and you've got to take that next step. But once you let something go, you've just got to go for it. Mm. Traverse all your weight and just hope. And like, hope that next one doesn't give way. Yeah, and hope. And man, this last like <sighs> few meters of this cliff was so skits. Yeah, it was so skits. Yeah. Eh? And but we did it. We like, fully did it, eh? And we got up to, to... Dude, for me, that was a huge, like, um, bonding moment, too. Yeah, because it's like... I felt that. We went on, like, this, like, skits adventure. Mm. And we pulled it all off. But we had each other's back. Mm. And we we're also, like, just at the same, like, level. Like, it wasn't mm. like... I didn't feel like I was pushing your comfort zone too much. You didn't yeah. feel like you are pushing mine. Straight up. You know what I mean? It was just like, oh, yeah. Like, we just... Yeah. You know, like, when yeah. you adventure with someone... Like, it happens with me you know quite quite a bit it's like you you're doing something that you're comfortable with mm. but someone else isn't so you're trying to help them and blah yeah. blah or you you're pulling back a bit with yourself because yeah. they're not as capable in that kind of scenario yeah yeah but you and I were just like just it's, going for it's it it's true i hadn't experienced that very much in my life you know like doing uh, or having an experience like that where you don't hit a roadblock at some point and mm. have to give up like almost always you know i would i have to like surrender what i would want to do uh because the person who's with me isn't able to do it and i want to make them feel safe so i won't do it but with you it was like hold on a minute this guy's matching my craziness (laughs) (laughs) we can do anything (laughs) yeah yeah we're in the middle of nowhere so far away from any help let's Let's risk our lives (laughs) so we survived yeah yeah yeah. we survived um survived yeah. Go back to the boat mm. way hours later. So sunburnt, so dehydrated. So dehydrated. <laughs> Your dad and Sandra are like, oh, you guys took a while. We didn't see up the tree. We're like, oh, no, no, no. no we didn't bother with the tree. <laughs> <laughs> we went straight to the cliff face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, um, 
man that, yeah that was an amazing place and you know you know straight up that was it it was like sailing now we're adventuring in places mm. where no one else is it's just us you know mm. this is the adventure i was looking for mm. and i'm not even at my destination yet this exactly. is when i started realizing i was like oh my god it's not just the destination it's the journey mm. you know what i mean i didn't even realize in my plan of getting to the percy islands it was just my dream was just to get here mm. i didn't realize like how beautiful and magical and adventurous and fun the journey would be yeah and next thing we're just like diving and like climbing cliffs and sailing and doing all this cool catching stuff catching food yeah and then the next morning oh bro the ne- <laughs> well it wasn't the next morning but we'll, we'll skip to the more Christian, intense bit may may you grab me a beer would you like another beer oh yeah i'd love another beer i can't pull off that these are free brewing co's these beers sorry free brewing co because i don't have your beer on percy islands anymore mm. These are Forex Golds, but mm. no, I don't I don't promote Forex Gold. Nah, they're not great. <laughs> yeah, not like a preservative-free organic beer. Exactly, that would be way better. I know, you'd feel way less guilty. And, Thanks, yeah. Free Brewing Co. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. so we, we kind of went around the corner the following day to seek some protection from a northerly wind, had a beautiful time exploring this like remote paradise little beach with coconut trees. We caught... we, we climbed some coconut you climbed the coconut tree got some coconuts for us we cracked them on the beach Mm. went climbing through more cliffs on that beach the following sunrise we got up because we knew there was uh only a few hours during sunlight uh that we would have the tide in our favor to get to uh, island head which is Mm. the next little bay across and your dad was going with us he he, yeah he's woken us up we're like we're gonna get up in the morning set sail next thing i can just hear this yelling from bed yeah and i get up and i'll put my head out the the window and your your dad's circling us in his boat going there's a storm coming i'm hitting it we've got to hit it now yeah we've got to hit it now there's a storm warning on the radio um and he's like it's coming soon so we've got to make it to island head Mm, and the tides with us so he's like all right so we get up he leaves we get up, have a coffee. <laughs> we kind of really slowly wake up. You know, oh, let's have a coffee first. He's just all excited because of this storm. We'll be right. Mm. And uh, yeah, and then we, we, we took our time. It probably took about half an hour, 40 minutes to get going. Well, we didn't listen to his advice. All right. Well, it's it's almost good that we didn't. And that that the re- that will come out in the story um, later on. Because uh, yeah, we, we set off, pull up anchor go around the corner we're bashing straight into the wind so we don't have any opportunity to sail we have to motor for about eight uh eight and a half nautical miles which is like 19 kilometers yeah. uh to get to island head and the, the morning was looking quite it was quite a beautiful morning but as we kind of set sail and started mm. going down to the ocean it was just mm. like one of those things where it's like this is dark mm. and this is gloomy you know what i mean you're like oh there's, there's energy building you know what I mean? Mm. You're looking out, you're like, oh, yeah. But it's like when you've only got like a three-hour sail. Yeah. You're, you're like, oh, we'll make it. Yeah, you're just like, oh, yeah. So we start heading out into the ocean and like the wind's like, yes, yeah, just going straight into it and things are just building. Mm. Oh, I'm just checking my Zodiac, making sure it's not drifting away. I can't see it, but uh, hopefully it's all right. No. The tide's come up quite a bit. Can you see the Zodiac, Christian? That would be amazing. <laughs> just so we don't lose the Zodiac. Yeah, yeah. and then we'll just keep pretending like we're telling you the story, Christian, while you're not here. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Christian. Uh, so, yeah, so we've turned the corner 
and uh, the mood of the day is kind of changing. It's going from like, oh yeah, cool, we, we're just going to go to Island Head and motor there, no worries, to like lightning all around us. Just like an absolute horizon filled with lightning. My dad's obviously headed off in front of us. He's quite a ways ahead, and uh, he just his boat's there one moment, and then the next moment the boat's just disappeared into the storm, and there's just lightning everywhere. And I'm like, hmm, like. Have we gotten ourselves in a bit of a dangerous situation here? We're heading straight into a lightning storm. My yeah. dad's just disappeared into the horizon. It's just green, like grey, just a wall of lightning coming straight at us. Was and not knowing, because we didn't have the radio on, that your dad's getting nailed and he's trying to radio to us to say turn back. Yeah, literally. Well, we found this out after that he was radioing us going, turn back, turn back, don't go out to sea, turn back. Yeah, he said and it was 50 knots of wind and he shredded his mizzen. Uh, mizzen's like the 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 last the small sail on a catch, which is a two-masted vessel. Um, and he had to mizzen up just to stabilize his, his boat. But this, the wind was so strong when it hit his boat, it just shredded his sail. And uh, it would have been pretty pretty wild experience for for him, for him. And, sandra, and sandra sandra was freaking you out know, a, a new to living on the water you know woman who's you know just like trusting this this old salty dog yeah yeah <laughs> and then just like the hit by this massive lightning storm shredded the sail sounds just like just like crazy sounds and meanwhile here's his son and his mate just heading up behind Just him. heading up like naive, just like... Don't have oh, the radio yeah. on. Like, the radio is not on. He's there going, t- trying to get hold of us saying, turn back, turn back. You and I are oblivious to this going, oh yeah, we've only got a three-hour sail. There's a bit of lightning ahead. We'll be Can't right. see your dad's boat anymore. Should the- we go for it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Like, should we go for it? Yeah, all right. And the, the thing is, we got to the point where there was no turning back. Mm. We got to the point where it was building, because what was happening, it was... At first, it was out to sea. There was lightning then in front of us, but then it started joining in with this cloud formation that was coming off the land. Mm. And so before we knew it, we were sailing into this lightning storm, and you and I were sitting up the front of the boat just enjoying it, mm. just watching this lightning in the distance. We were just frothing. Going, going, whoa, that was a skids. Look at that lightning bolt. Whoa. And then there was that one where it was like four lightning bolts along the horizon. Just yeah. going, boom, 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 boom. That was pretty amazing. In sync. And we're like, oh, my God, that was sick. The vibes were high. It was, eh? Yeah, we it was vibing. sick. Like, I wasn't scared. Or, or I was a little bit nervous because of the... But it, it, it went from being in front of us and out to sea to just circling us and being all around us. Mm. And it was this that eerie, calm feeling where you're like, where it's like the eye of the storm, you know, where it's all around us and lightning everywhere. And you just, you're like, you're waiting for it. You're like, okay, because there was a point there where it's like the wind had died mm. and there was like... Yeah, glass off before the storm. Yeah. And it was like, okay, there's lightning everywhere. <laughs> you know, the rain hasn't really hit yet. It was drizzling and everything, but the rain hadn't hit, the wind hadn't hit. Mm. didn't really know what was going on but you could mm. feel the energy was there and there was lightning everywhere yeah. all around us and you know, I always get scared like well our boat in, in it's in Thailand right now it's aluminium so I, mm. I always thought if it got hit by lightning we're done mm. but you know I get nervous like you know you've got a big metal mast in the air yeah it's like hey a lightning bolt come check me out I'm over here yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it can be pretty intimidating being in the middle of a lightning storm and that it did turn into you know I, I was there was a point when when it hit, you know, it slow slowly and slowly it got stronger and stronger, and then it built uh, the intensity, the wind, the waves, yeah, just built and built and yeah. built. The wind hit first, I reckon. That we got smashed by the oh, 
No, the, the rain and the wind probably hit at the same time. Mm. And uh, it just swung the boat like 90 degrees off course. Like, no joke. I, I, was, I had no idea where we were. The rain was so thick and the wind was so strong. And we could only see about 30 meters in the circumference of the, of the boat. We mm. couldn't see where we were and then i had a realization and we're that, around islands and everything too yeah i had a realization that land. i was like hold on a minute i have no idea where we're going where we're facing which direction we're going mm. and i was like oh my god i gotta get my compass out like I know, and the boat's bouncing around like no tomorrow the it's it's pouring rain there's mm. lightning hitting the water all around us the wind is just like you can hardly hear because the wind's just going shh, 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 like just funneling through the boat mm. i've got that one bit of gopro footage where i lifted the gopro above the bimini and it's just like just yeah just ripping through i was like i was, I was actually surprised that wind didn't rip the bimini up yeah well i'm stoked that it didn't because that would cost <laughs> a lot to fix yeah was that like have you been because i you know on the other podcast we talked about that um when you got when you got stuck in that tidal passage mm. but is this the wildest storm you've sailed in or like have you been in many it, wilds storms? i've never motored straight into a lightning storm before <laughs> no normally when i see a storm i go to uh seek shelter yeah instead of uh like hit it head on so yeah this was very new experience for me like Although I trusted my boat and, you know, the plan we had and, you know, where we were going and how long it was going to take, when that storm hit, there were moments of doubt where I was like, fuck, mm. this is wild. Like, I'm out of my comfort zone right now. I'm, <laughs> hopefully this doesn't go on for a long time because this is getting pretty hairy. Yeah, I'm at, I've got some footage of you. Like going, this is fucking wild. Like yeah. I'm looking around, you can I, I, you can see a bit of fear in you, you know. Yeah. And I like I like and then that 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 footage of me, and you can see a bit of fear in me where I'm like I'm loving it, I'm loving the power, but I'm like looking around and I'm holding on, you know. It's like mm. it's we're both in adrenaline mode, you know. Mm. It's, we're just, we're working off adrenaline. Yeah, absolutely. It's um. You know, I, I love it. I love the, the feeling of Mother Nature like that, the fury, you know, to being immersed in the middle of a storm. You know, there's lightning hitting the water all around us. There's waves bouncing around. Mm. The wind's just ripping through and we're just having a go. Like, dude, did you even realize that we were just out in the elements, just in the rain, soaking wet? Yeah, we didn't, <laughs> did we? It was just pissing down on us, and we were just there, just we were, doing it. Honestly, the vibe was really high. To be honest, like <laughs> you and me were frothing out of our brains. We were every lightning strike that hit, we would scream in joy and excitement. We were like, "Woohoo, lightning!" Yeah. I know, like crazy Although, people. It was. It was like kind of like it was like the more wild it got, the more like alive I felt from it. You mm. know, it was just like there was, a, dude. There was this one bolt and you got it you got my reaction on footage mm. i was there just like talking about being a pirate or some shit going through this storm and the next thing the this huge bolt like just went and just bang and hit the water like only a couple hundred meters from the boat but just lit up the whole sky you know mm. just when it just you see the bolt and then everything just goes white mm. and i'm just like oh my god like, <laughs> yeah that but, was that was fun man that was that was the, a moment to remember yeah and then the thunder you know coming straight after you know yeah, you know it's close when you hear it straight away oh dude but we pulled it off like we pulled it off we, we got to we we rode like the from what your dad said because we got about 30 to maybe even 40 knot wind mm. probably 30 35 and yeah, stuff 35. but he had 50 so he got like um 
he got hit with the main part of the storm. We got we got hit with what we thought was the main part. But yeah. then when we caught up to your dad when he was in safe haven, they were shaking. They were yeah. like, dude, like we got flogged. He ripped his sail up. You know, like Sandra mm. was frozen. She reckoned she yeah. was holding on for dear life. Yeah, she was. Yeah. And then you and I come in, go, oh, that Frothing. was sick. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a different reality, eh? Yeah, so we hang out. We, we get anchor. We get safe anchorage. We hang out there for the next day. These storm systems are just hanging out. They're hanging mm. out. And we were in there for a couple of days. And then yeah, it gets to the point. Days, yeah. yeah, it gets to the point where we're like, oh, should we go? We go check it out. And there's still the storm warnings on the horizon. We're hearing. Oh, mate, yeah, EPIRBs going off. Yeah, we're hearing EPIRBs going off. Mayday, Mayday goes off off 1770. Was it off 1770 or off the Keppels? Uh, no, it was 1770. Yeah, yeah, and so, which is still a little bit more south. So we're like, oh, that main storm system's still south. There's a few clouds around here and some systems, but it looks like. Someone needs rescuing, but it hasn't quite hit us yet, so let's get going. Yeah, so <laughs> then we're like, no, nah, no, nah, we're going we're gonna to pull anchor and, and head off to our next anchorage, you know, get closer to the Percy's. So we pull anchor and. His dad, like Dean, gets on the radio and is like, um, "Please, guys, I beg you to reconsider. There's some um, some big storms still coming around. There's some systems. Mm. Like, please think about this. Like, mm. um, come back. We'll 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 make you we'll make you lunch. We've got chocolate. We'll They're play trying cards. to yeah, we'll play cards. They're trying to bribe us with yeah. all this stuff. And then him and I are like, oh, should we just check it out? Yeah, so we, and we we're like, to, obviously, like, yeah, we'll just yeah. check it out. We say to him on the radio that no, nah, no, nah, we're just going to sail out to the entrance of like this river mouth that goes to the ocean of like where we'll, our safe haven was. Mm. I'm like, we're just going to go out and just check the ocean, you know. Mm. But both of us thought we were going. Oh, mate, I was pretty pretty keen on getting going we'd been you know getting a bit stir crazy three days you know raining you know we were, we were both ready to leave and you know I, I felt you know obligation to get you to the percy's you know i was like i've got to get this guy to the percy's we've just been hanging out here for three days you know he th- he thought we were probably going to be there like three days ago but yeah. we're just like hiding from storms yeah i didn't mind but yeah we had a like... great time like flew the drone got some incredible shots of where we were and like had a lot of fun had some beers played cards you know although the storms were hitting you know during that whole time we were ready to leave so when we pulled up anchor and we sailed past dad and gave him the wave and he's like what are you doing you crazy boys <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i'm like I, where, where are we going i loved how his dad was but like his dad understood the kind of rite of passage you know his dad was like i'm gonna give advice and be like please don't but he wasn't like, nah, you're not doing it, blah, blah. Like, he was like, oh, mm. they do it, they're doing it, and shit. Okay, I'm going to be worried, but they're going to go. All I can do is try... You know what I mean? The, mm. the, it was like your dad had enough respect for you mm. to be like, yeah, I'm not going to tell him what to do. Oh, he knows if he tried, he wouldn't be able to. <laughs> so he wouldn't try. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I just I just like that dynamic that, that kind of happened. But um, yeah, so we, we, we go out, and as we're, sail- like, as we're sailing out to the... Mm which was about, I don't know, 20 minutes or whatever. I was the going sky, out to this opening. The sky was feeling pretty clear. You know, that's why we were so ready to leave because there, there was a clearing in the weather. We were like, oh, you know, it's, like the weather's actually in our favor right now. Let's go check it out. Let's If we get out there, it's looking good. Let's just go. Then we get out to the end of, end of the head and we turn back to where we just came from and look at the hills because they're massive hills where we were, mm. huge hills. And then there's just this big gray storm cell just brewing coming in straight towards us and we look at each other we're like we did we started doing circles in the boat yeah we were like god what do we do man there's another storm it's just like it's just about to hit like do we stay do we go and i honestly i was i was really in two minds like i didn't know what to do 
Um, because, so I pulled out the pendulum. Yeah, you pulled out the pendulum. I, I travel with a pendulum, and and for people that don't know, it's just like a kind of like a gem, but it's like a, I don't know, like a more spiritual thing, a universal energy thing, where it's like you put your intention in and you ask the pendulum. And so first you kind of ask for guidance and say like, and you put your energy into it and you say, okay, my name is John and Mm. it'll swing one way. And then you say, oh, my name is Aaron and it'll swing the opposite way. So it's like, okay, if it swings that way, it's no, if it swings this way, Mm. it's yes. Yeah, so it's like a jewel on a chain and you hold it in your hand and it swings. And this is how I've, I've traveled with this thing for years and it's how I've made a lot of decisions when I come to these crossroads in traveling where it's like, normally it's where I've got two amazing opportunities. It's like, do I go have fun over there or do I go have fun over there? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, I'll put it to the universe. And it's just a good way to just give in and like accept the, because you know, like when you make a decision sometimes but you have like this like regret or it's like the fear of missing out what's it called like FOMO <laughs> you're like oh so you can't really fully enjoy the decision that you've made you mm. can't let go because you're like oh what am I missing out on over there yeah. so it's like if I ask the pendulum and it just goes oh yeah do this and I'm like alright sweet I can just fully give in so we're sitting there and we're asking the pendulum do we leave right now and it's like no and the next weather window was Friday and it's like do we leave on Friday and it's like saying no so it's saying, don't leave right now. Don't leave on Friday. This was the Wednesday, was it? Yeah. And I, I was like, oh, can we get a bit more specific? I was like, <laughs> can you ask the pendulum if we're going to rip a sail? And the pendulum said, yes. And I was like, is it the main sail? And it was like, yes. yes. And I was like, well, I don't want to rip my main sail. So we are not leaving. Yes. <laughs> we turned around. We're like, the pendulum says, right, we turned around. His dad was so happy. Because yeah. we were literally at the open, like about to hit open ocean. Mm. And we've just turned around. We're coming back. And like, we came back, put dropped anchor again. And that's when we heard the EPIRB. Mm, very true. When we dropped the anchor, now we're suddenly like, we've got the radio on and there's just people calling up trying to get storm warnings. Rescued. Yeah, trying to get the weather reports, you know, it was like security, the, the Coast Guard, it's like security, 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 extreme, mm. extreme weather warning. warning. Yeah, for the Capricorn Coast, you know, up to, and then we start hearing this like, mayday, mayday, you know, we've got, I think what they lost their rig. Or something we I, found out after. Well, no, I don't. I, I can assume that, but I think all 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 the information that we got over the radio was uh, the Coast Guard four, relaying to them. Yeah, the the Coast Guard relaying what they were saying to them. Yeah, and they're like, "So you're in four to eight meter seas. Yeah, four we, to eight meter seas. We or couldn't something. hear what they were saying. We could only hear what yeah. uh, the Volunteer Marine Rescue were saying yeah. to them. And they're like, "What's your location? Where's your EPIRB? How mm. many souls? You know, like, and we're like, "Oh my God! Like, we're about to go out in that, and now people are getting rescued." Yeah. So that we heard four to eight meter seas and up to fifty knots of wind on a 14 meter vessel. This is when we, uh, when we first went out that morning, I got the emergency beacons out and we put them in our pockets each. Yeah. I was like, yeah, we, we didn't know what was around the corner. I'm glad that we turned away, hey. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause I would have, I would have hated to be the guy who had to deploy the EPIRB and, you know, get rescued and lose my home. And that would have been, would have been bad, you know, mm. it was a different sea state where we were. Although you never know what can happen. But it's funny because it was saying the weather was saying that Friday was the good weather window. But we get up the next day and we had the window, mm. the Thursday. And it was funny because the, the pendulum was saying, don't wait till Friday. Mm. But it was saying, don't go that day on the Wednesday. Mm. So we get up on the Thursday and it's like fine to leave. But it's like we it, the wind was wrong to make it to the Keppels. Yeah, yeah the, the forecast was like 
no, you're not going to make it to the Perseus today. It's 50 nautical miles, which is 100 kilometers, which is a lot on a sailboat. In a car, it's not that long, but, you know, if a good little equation is one hour's driving in a car takes at least a day's sailing, mm. uh, and that's on the highway. Uh, so, yeah, 50 nautical miles to do in one day is a solid day, and you don't often get to do days that big. So it was like, well, first off, the weather and the wind direction isn't in our favor to get to the Percy's. So we'll we'll do 30 nautical miles today, which is more achievable, and uh, we'll just see how we go and we'll aim for the Dukes. This is the Duke Island chain, which is that island chain that we can see sometimes off here. Yeah. Fuck, it is a beautiful afternoon. Yeah, the sun's setting where we are right now, and it is just heaven. Um, so yeah, we, we set off that morning and um, we, were, we had the sails up. I think we motored for maybe an hour or two. Uh, past Strong Tide Passage, which was where we did uh, the podcast, or where, which is where, um, yeah, which is where, <laughs> sorry, uh, that was that was the story I told when I went through Strong Tide Passage. Uh, we sailed straight past there, where I had the craziest experience of my life on my boat, where I felt like I almost, yeah, lost. I know, and I thought we'll, we'll, that was our safe haven when we we're going past. Yeah, it. It that was, like was a, Plan B. Yeah, it was tucked into Strong Tide Passage, which is like you're you're traumatized about. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not not a good place to go. I mean, the name is Strong Tide Passage, so should have just read the label to begin with. But um, yeah, so we we were sailing past there, and uh, the wind had picked up. It was actually from an all right angle. Uh, the tide was uh, three quarters uh, coming to the top. And uh, we had the tide in our favour as we were coming around the top of Townshend Island. And when we hit the top of Townshend Island, because there's so many islands uh, in this in this vicinity, uh, the tide does very strange things. So in one place, it'll be moving one direction. And then 20, 30 kilometres just around the corner, it'll be moving a completely different direction because it's sucking around these islands and there's rips and and trenches and all of these different things going on so we thought we were going to be timing the tide uh to hit the top of townshend island at high tide and then as the tide dropped it would start to drain north which shoot us out di- to the jerks which was the direction that we wanted to go so we were like all right sweet perfect we then get to the tip of townshend island and the tide's against us and we're like oh no like the wind's up but the tide's against us. We're only moving like three, four knots. We're aiming for the uh, for the Dukes at this point. And uh, Dad's, you know, a few nautical miles in front of us. You know, we've been talking on the radio. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go to the Dukes. We're trying to get weather as well because we hadn't had a weather update for, for five days. And uh, each day uh, that goes on in the weather forecast that you had available to you at the time, uh, the more unreliable it becomes. So we had quite an unreliable weather forecast that we were using to, to travel and, uh, and we were trying to get a weather update. So we were hoisting the phone up the mast all the way to the top with my phone hot spotting to the iPad so that we could get some new weather. We, uh, but we couldn't get it. No, we couldn't get it for a while, mm. eh? But at Your one, dad got it. Yeah, he was relaying information on the radio. Mm. And then at one point, I think we did get the weather. But... Uh, but before that point, the tide was, was pushing against us and we, we weren't moving very fast at all. I think we were going to still arrive at, at the Dukes like close to the afternoon, even though it was a much shorter passage. 
30 nautical miles instead of 50. And for people that don't know, one nautical mile is two kilometers. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just like pretty much half what we're used to using as a reference. So, um, yeah, we're aiming for the Dukes and the wind's starting to pick up from, you know, uh, it, the wind's starting to pick up in quite a good speed. And... Um, Oh, he's going to bring us some chalky. Oh, Thanks, Christian. Is, you don't really get chalky much on an island. Chocolate on the mic. Oh, yeah. God. Are you kidding me? Mm. Yum. Mm. Where did you get this from? Oh. There's no shot for 125 kilometers. Yeah, mate. Uh, All right, wait. I've got chocolate in my mouth now. No, well, this is the point. Yeah. Because we're heading to the Dukes. The next thing, mm. everything's starting to change. And you, you go, oi, just point the boat towards the Percy's for a second. Mm. You're looking at the weather and you're looking at the tides up moving. And you're like, hang on a sec, just point the boat mm. towards the Percy's. And so I, I get on the helm and I t- turn, the, turn the boat and your dad's there going, what are you doing? He he's, can see us in the binoculars. We've just turned. We're going out to sea now. Mm. And you're like, shut up, old man. We're just looking at something. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? He's always, yeah, over my back, you know, questioning my decisions. <laughs> yeah. And then we're looking at it and we're like, we're stuck in that course for about... For, I don't know, half an hour, because yeah. it was like we could attack back towards the Dukes. Yeah. And we're sitting there and we're like, oh. We, can, we can aim for the Percy's. We, we might be able to make it to the Percy's on this passage. And we're looking, and your dad's on the radio going, nah, you just won't make it. Mm. It's going to be dark. You don't want to be anchoring on dark. You won't get there till 8 o'clock at night. Just wait another three days until it swings southwest yeah, he's like, and northwest. Go, he's, yeah, he's like, go to the Dukes. You hide out for three days. You'll get the next, you'll get the next win- weather window. You can get to the Percy's. Mm. And we're like... And you're like, shut up, old man. Like, <laughs> Not like that. No. I don't think I said that, but I was like, no. Dad, just like take a step back. You know, let me make my own decisions here. Mm. And we were, we wanted to get there. You know, it was the destination. It was the whole reason behind this whole thing was to get to the Percy's, and we were aiming straight for it. It was kind of exciting. Like when we turned towards the Percy's, and you're like, oh, Duke. Like I was excited to go to the Dukes, and it was mm. again one of those things. Like oh, I don't know, man. Like yeah, but I'm like, I'm sweet. Like either way, but I was like. Fuck, we actually... It was something because the thing was, it had been like seven days at this point we'd be on the yeah. boat. So it was like the Percy's was like just so far in the distance. Mm. And now suddenly like we're aiming towards the Percy's. We're like... I was like, oh, we might actually be getting to the Percy's, you mm. know, on the way to the the place. And um, when we started, like when we were in adjacent to the Dukes, like probably like about an hour or two hours after this decision to start like aiming towards the Percy's, you could see them, man. Mm. You could see these like islands. It was a pretty clear day. Far on the horizon, you could see these islands, and you're like, "There's the Percy Islands." Because from the Percy Islands, it's too far out to see the mainland. Yeah, you know. So it's like we're now off the coast, and we're like Duke Islands right there. Well, it's not right there, but it's in the distance, quite you know, quite a bit closer, and we can, you know, tack back in into that way and know we make it. Mm. But it's just like. You've made the call. You're like, nah. We've got the tide. It was pushing us sideways, and the wind. We could, we could, we could get it. So the next thing, we're like, nah. We're going for it. Yeah. Well, no. We had a few back and forths, didn't we? We we went. Oh yeah, we've trained. I was like, that first time we aimed for the Percy's. I was like, oh, you know, we could do it. And then I was studying the weather, and you know, talking to Dad, and you know, I'm I'm his son, so you know, I I do listen to him, although it may be hard at times. I I do value his opinion. So I was considering everything that he was saying and, you know, what he was proposing to us. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, you know, we could just wait out at the Dukes for a few days and then go out on Sunday. And then I asked you, Aaron, like, well, what what do you want to do? You're like, oh, yeah, you know, I don't mind. I can go check out the the Dukes. I was like, yeah, it's pretty beautiful. Like, it would have been a, truly, it would have been an amazing stopover. 
Um, so then we made the decision to then turn away from the Percy's oh, yeah, we did, and eh? go aim for the we Jukes. Ta- we tacked back, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we were like, oh yeah, we'll just go to the Jukes, we'll meet him there and uh, you spend a few days there and then go to the Percy's uh, in, on Sunday. And um, and then we, we probably sailed along aiming for the Jukes for about 45 minutes and the wind started to pick up from, from a relatively good angle if if we were sailing normally with absolutely no tide and aiming for the percy's the sails would not have filled from the direction that we needed they would have just been flapping and we would have had no power we would have been you know we wouldn't have been able to sail um and for people that aren't sailors i can give you a little crash course on sailing uh so basically the wind travels in a direction and uh about 35 depending on the boat that you have but let's just say 30 to 40 degrees off the oncoming wind so let's say if if you're somewhere like just look at the wall or the person in front of you and see the wind traveling straight towards you and and imagine 35 to 40 degrees um, on either side of where you're looking is like the dead zone so you can't sail in that Mm. in that area so that was where the Percy's was in that dead zone uh, with the wind direction. And then as we were sailing along and we'd made uh, two different decision, uh, two different decisions to go to the Percy's and then go to the Dukes, the tide started to pick up more and the tide was against us. So there's something called drift, uh, which is uh, you know, something that's commonly known in sailing as um, you're facing a direction it's like it's like uh it's like drifting a car you know as you go around a corner you whack the tail out but you're still heading in the direction that you want so sailing's like that so you have wind pushing the boat on the side uh and the direction that you're facing is not the direction that you're going you're going a little bit further away more downwind than the direction that you're facing so we were aiming pretty much for the wit sundays like a lot further to the west than the Percy's. But because of the tide and the direction that it was moving, it was creating drift that was in our favor instead of against us. So we were able to turn away from the wind just enough to fill the sails while not aiming at the Percy's at all, but our trajectory was at the Percy's. Yeah. So it was like, hold on a minute, there's a gateway that's just opened here. Do we want to take that? Do we want to take this opportunity? Do we want to just see if the tide will be in our favor until we arrive there at sunset? And that's when we were like, let's go. Yeah, let's and go it seemed like Percy. a good decision at the time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah little, little did we know. Yeah, yeah, so we're like, oh yeah, sweet. Oh, we can do this. Let's just head for the Percy's. Off we go. Yeah. So next thing we turn and we're just smooth sailing, mate. We're just cruising. Hey, mm. we're sitting up the front. We're hanging out. We're chatting. It's a mm. nice sunny day. Migaloo too, that your boat start is getting more and more in the distance. The Duke's are yeah. getting more and more in the distance. The I mean, Percy the, Islands to are be coming. honest, it was getting a little bit rocky. You know, we, we oh, started to, we pretty. did start to bash into the swell quite a bit. And we were sitting up the front and the whole front of the boat was getting buried in the waves. Oh, and yeah. And we're filming it going <laughs> we like, were just, boom, We were boom. just having fun just watching it, you know, yeah. just like trusting the autopilot. And, you know, it was, it was all fine and dandy. And then until we heard this big like, bang. And it was like, hold on. We both looked around real quick. We were like, what was that? Yeah, just that? heard this huge pop. We're just sitting at the front and like, yeah, we were starting to get into some pretty choppy seas, mm. but it was still like a nice day. And, cre- and the, we're just, the boat was just bouncing into the swell, just going boom, 
boom, all the waves coming over, and we're just like, whoa, we're like trying to time to to film like when the the front of the boat will go underwater and all the waves will go across the um across the tramps, <laughs> and then next thing, we're sitting there and like trying yeah trying to get and then next thing just boom like this big pop and we're like oh my god something just broke and we're looking around and we all we Can't jump see up anything, eh? and like you've got to climb around like the boat's like you're bouncing up and down you're trying not to fall off the boat mm. and like cl- yeah. climb around next thing you look up and there's your the baton in your mainsail mm. is just completely like mainsail is just completely ripped up yeah. the baton's just popped out I'm like oh dude we just ripped the main yeah which is what the pendulum told us I know it wasn't that a trip out <laughs> We was like, oh, we're we gonna rip the mainsail. Uh, yes, it was like, oh, okay, we won't depart today. Yeah. Little did we know, the following day was the day that we were gonna rip the mainsail. Yeah. But straight up, straight up, Sage is like, yeah, straight up, you're like, oh my god, all right, turn to the person. I mean, turn to the Jukes, turn to the Jukes, run yeah. for the Jukes. Which would have been. Downwind. And I'm like, we're already like three quarters away or halfway to Percy's. I was mm. just like, dude. Should we just put a reef in the main? Because it hadn't ripped past the next reef. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so a reef point for people that don't know. Uh, the, the mainsail is normally just like one size and you hoist that all the way up the mast. But then there's these little uh, metal eyelets in uh, about a meter lengths apart on either side of the main, the part that attaches to the mast and the edge of the sail so that you have an opportunity, if you want to, to shrink the sail to make it a little bit yeah to make it not as to make it a little bit smaller if Mm. you've got so much wind and more wind that's going to push the boat over or or do the boat harm or whatever you can just make less sail to catch yeah so luckily where the sail ripped it was a pretty clean rip and (laughs) uh pretty big rip it was it was like (laughs) three quarters of the main you know along the length the width of the sail completely shredded um, and uh, luckily, it didn't didn't break or shred where the reef, the next reef was. So all we had to do, which you you know pointed out, I was thinking we had to go downwind and you know just just go to the Dukes. You were like, oh, we'll put a reef in. So then we attached the reef and uh, reattached the mainsail because it was flapping around. And we like, nailed that. We did that in like, like a couple of minutes. We did. We yeah, that was good teamwork. Hustle, bro. high just five. Boom. Yeah, just we just fucking hustled that shit. We yeah. just like and the, ba- the like again, we we're in these seas the boats bounce around like no tomorrow i was so like worried when you you had he had to climb up on the boom and like the boats just get knocked around like no tomorrow man mm. and i'm i'm up the mast like trying to put the reef in like we're getting slammed around but it was sick it was just like mm. one of those moments you just like get it done mm. you know mm. and off we go straight back into the waves not mm. knowing that after we had already you know ripped the main we're still heading for the percy's the percy's are getting more and more like in sight mm, sun's going and down and down it's getting darker and darker we're like oh we're not going to make it by sunset mm. you know but then the thing is the swell that we're bouncing into is getting worse and worse and worse because we're not considering we didn't know about like in between the two islands of the Percy's had this big current and like what what is it currents colliding yeah so basically there's there's the tidal movement and that, that heads in a direction, wherever you are, wherever you are, it's different. And then you have the swell direction. So if you have the swell, uh, let's say, you know, you see two cars coming at each other on the highway on either side of the road. Just think about that as an example. Like you have these two different forces meeting in the middle. So you have a car coming from one side and a car coming from the other. You've got the current coming from one side and the swell coming from the other. When the current and the swell meet, it 
creates one of the messiest seas that you know is known to sailing you know it just it's it just super uncomfortable like the the swells confused it's pitching it's rolling it's not defined the boats like being affected by multiple different waves at once it's just really it's just really messy. uncomfortable it's yeah it's huge what i call it washing machine it's this big washing machine yeah. and we start dude we start coming in on sunset to south percy it's mm. looking beautiful we're, man the energy was like we're making it we've made it here mm. we're looking i'm filming the first island that island down in the south there and it's beautiful on sunset while the boat's getting like smashed around and then the next thing the wind the wind has swung more north and it's starting to come on and we're like, mm. oh my God, we can't sail anymore. Mm. And we've still got like another hour to go and the sun's going At down. At least if we were averaging yeah. five knots. That, yeah, an hour and a half kind of thing. And yeah. we're like, oh my God, okay, let's um, let's get the engines on. And we've got this and let's start heading for it. But it's like not only that, where the winds now head on and you're like, let's take mm. the bimini down. Mm. So completely open us up to the weather of the boat just to have less wind resistance so we can help us get there more because this current was so wild. It was just smashing us so much. So now it's like suddenly gone from this like, you know, energetic day of like, oh, we're going to make the Percy's or we don't know what we're going to do. Yeah, let's head for the Percy's. And then now we're making it to the Percy's and now we're suddenly in these huge seas, like this washing machine waves of the boat getting Mm. out around. We've already ripped the main. Now the sun's going down. The wind's changed. (laughs) And now it's just getting wild. Straight up, we knew from last time, put the, get the, 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 emergency beacons on we grab the life jackets yeah. and we're holding on for dear life trying to make the Percy Islands yeah. yet again the front of the boat's being buried in waves you know each time it comes up and smashes down just completely going under yeah, yeah it was pretty fucking wild I'm trying to get on the binoculars I couldn't we're still that far out we can't see where the boats are anchored in the distance that the bay we're coming into had about what 10 yachts in there at first night mm. it's oh, funny how many yachts even in the last week I I'm think not there was 15 any. eh well, there was a lot, yeah, but mm. we couldn't see him. We're still that far out. So now it's going dark, and we're getting nailed, heading straight for mm. these things, and the next thing we just... Oh, I've got I've got both motors, flat strap, so they're both like full accelerator. I'm trying to not get affected by these waves, because each time you hit a wave, it slows down your speed, but if you can keep up your momentum, you can kind of bounce over the top of them. And we've, we've got the motors, both flat strap, and then... One second later, the engine died. <laughs> yeah. And like, we're like, we need the engines right now because we can't sail. No. And the current and these waves are nailing oh, us. No. The next thing, the engine just cuts out. And we're like, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah. I jump down. You're like, fill the fuel tank, fill the fuel tank. And we're like, it's empty. <laughs> and the thing is, we can't fill it up because we're getting, where, your, where your fuel tanks are, the waves are bouncing, are smashing over them. Mm. So if we try to fill up, you're mm. going to fill up your diesel tank or your petrol tanks yeah. with with salt water. Oh, and so that ain't going to work. So now one engine's going down. You're like, shit, we've just lost an engine. <laughs> we've just run out of fuel. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, it's, we've still got one engine. Which has dramatically slowed us down. Yeah. And so now we're like, all right, we've still got one engine. We've still got an hour to go. And so, like, we're trucking along with this one engine. And then I'm like, wait a second. If you've got two engines, and they're both the same size, with two fuel tanks are both the same size, and one's cut out, that means the other one's about to cut out. <laughs> yeah. So, so we're still not... I think by that stage, we, uh, we figured out that the, the first engine that cut out, which was the starboard engine, we could uh, tilt the fuel tank on a bit of an angle, 
and um, and prime the the line again and, and just get enough fuel into the engine just to keep it running, not full flat strap. It's pitch black at this stage too. Yeah, and we're getting nailed by waves. The waves, the like waves are spashing over the boat. Mm. We're just it's just bouncing up and down, mm. and there's an island on one side with reef and off the other side was that passage with another island mm. we're going through this channel mm. it's like shit like yeah. cuts out we're getting dragged out to, we're just getting like smashed yeah. so we got one engine <laughs> it's very intense yeah <laughs> yeah it, is. it really was so we have one engine that is uh that's absolutely just about to run out that's running on fumes the other engine that you were like we should check how much is in that one because that could cut out too and then we have two engines with no fuel in there fuel tanks and then we're fully stuffed so then we checked the second fuel tank which is the port engine and uh that's literally like feels so light it almost feels like there's no fuel left in that fuel tank as well so we're probably still two nautical miles away from the anchorage we're starting to see the boats pop up uh their anchor lights are becoming visible there's like five boats 10 boats and there's like 15 boats there at the anchorage and we're like oh shit you know we're gonna get in there like what happens if both of the engines cut out when we're just about to get there or even worse when we're in the middle of the anchorage in the middle of these million dollar boats plus coming into that anchorage with these million dollar boats there was reef and rock on either side so it's like if we cut out coming in the the sweep of the of that swell or the tide is going to take us straight into that reef. Mm. There was multiple fucking hazards, man. (laughs) (laughs) I was getting so nervous because I was like, I can't, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, we were so close to getting to the Percy's. We were literally like four, three, four kilometers away and all this drama started unfolding. We were like, how is this happening now? <laughs> like we've gotten, we've put so much energy in just to get here and now all this shit's going down to rip the main sail, engines out of fuel, chaotic seas. Like we're so close to yeah, the Yeah, we can see it. It's right there. We can even see the boats in the anchorage. Like, oh my God, we're going to make it. Are we going to make it? I don't know. Um, so we continue motoring in and that, starboard engine which was the one that cut out first cuts out again we find a new way to tilt the fuel tank to just get a tiny bit more fuel in there get the engine on cuts out again we're like all right that that fuel tank is proper empty yeah so we're coming in on one engine yeah now it gets to the point where the other engine is getting that freaking empty that cut out too yeah it cuts out so now we've got no engines yeah it cuts out and this is the point where it's like we know then we tilted that that port engine fuel tank so that we could get another few few meters out of it. That was my job that I had to sit there while we're coming into that port around those million dollar boats, around those reefs, that I had to sit there with this fuel tank Mm. up on the corner because we couldn't sit there and we couldn't risk it for it to drop out again. Mm. So I'm I'm down on my hands and knees in this hole Mm. while we're getting bounced around by waves with my head torch on trying to hold this fuel fuel tank up, which Mm. is light as fuck because there's no fuel in it. And it's, I know the engine's just running off fumes and I'm sitting here just going, just keep going, just a little bit, oh. just a little bit. And we cruise in. We do. We cruise in to, between these we, boats. We make it to the anchorage. And then it cuts out. Well, no, what first happened is that there's a little bit more to, to that story. We, we get into the anchorage. We kind of don't muck around too much. We're like, all right, we've got to get this anchor down. We have to feel like we made it. So we go into the corner where there's like a, a little space where there weren't any boats or at least close by and we drop the anchor because it was nighttime we couldn't see what the the bottom the the, the surface of the um 
the the bottom of the sea was if it was sand or or shaly rock or coral so we dropped the anchor and uh we're like oh we made it so i'm like aaron all right sweet let's dig this anchor in and uh little did we know we had a fishing line out the back of the boat all day that I was trawling with that, that, we, that I said to you oh hey man remind me to pull the fishing line in yeah and then I said to you <laughs> you remind me yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we were both meant to remind each other we got caught in that much chaos we forgot and then coming into the bay and turning around other yeah. boats with the engines on yeah. that have both cut out now they've got fishing line tangled around them yeah <laughs> tangled up in the prop as we're trying to dig the anchor in and um the anchor's just not gripping. We're dragging like crazy. The anchor's not getting any traction. So I'm like, dude, we're in a bad spot. We've got to pull up the anchor, find a new spot. So we pull up the anchor after thinking we just arrived. We made it. We're like, all right, pull up the anchor. Yeah, my adrenal gland, there's just one of those things where you're like, please just be done. I'm, I'm, mm. I just want to be done with this. We were getting seriously toasted. Yeah. Yeah. So we pulled up the anchor. I've put the engine back into gear. I've revved it just for one second. And... Um, it's just cut out. So now we have properly two engines with two fuel tanks that are completely empty. The anchor is not down and we're in the middle of million dollar boats just drifting. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I'll just uh, I'll just ride this momentum a little bit. We'll just see how far we can ride it and then we'll drop the anchor. And uh, you're like, dude, we made it to the anchorage. It's calm. I'll just put some fuel in the fuel tank. <laughs> yeah, that was that, eh? I was like, I didn't even think like, about it. No, because we're just been in like such adrenal mode where it's just like go, go, go. And the thing was that we couldn't fuel them, mm. so everything was like trying to figure out like the puzzle or trying to solve problems around not having fuel. Yeah. And so now the new problem was now we don't have fuel. Yeah. And just we're going to do something. I was like, oh wait, wait a second. <laughs> nah, even though we're just drifting, we're in kind of calm water, water mm. in this safe haven. Yeah. I'll just put some fuel in. <laughs> Genius, quick! <laughs> yeah. So now I'm like, fuck, trying to get it in while we're just drifting. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, we got it in, got the anchor, and yeah. fuck, man, we dropped slept, the like, anchor. That that was it was so weird because that night, like after that, we dropped the anchor, and then we're like, dude. We made it, but we still had to put the bimini back together. We had to bring the cushions out because mm. everything was getting wet. Like we had to yeah. put the boat back together, really. Mm. And we were that tired. And you're like, dude, we made it to the Percy's, but we couldn't really see the Percy's. The stars were beautiful. Yeah, you could kind of see in the moonlight a few a few things, but it was like it didn't mm. sink in. Yeah, we didn't you know arrive I mean? at daytime, so we couldn't see anything. I know, but it didn't it didn't feel like that the destination had been made because the adrenaline from getting there was just so intense. Yeah, and then that was the thing. I was like big sleep wake up in the morning and then look at this beautiful freaking island yeah. right where we are right now we're in west bay but we're over in white's bay anchored yeah. yeah and um we started diving over there we found those huge cave systems dude we were seriously swimming through some beautiful caves like you dive down you could tuck to the right through this little skinny little crack or you could keep going down 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 underneath these coral bombies and just go down 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 where the trout love to hang out where you yeah. you speared one and well, actually you speared three <laughs> um and we, we had yeah. trout like days on end yeah. um but we were yeah diving through these caves and just like going climbing hills and finding you know um, eagles nests and just like hanging out with turtles and just like just exploring like what felt mm. like 
some place that was so far away that is was now our reality. It was it was such a special oh, time. How's okay? Yeah, we're we're getting now we're getting into the actual island life. I'm still mm. on your boat. I haven't set up my camp yet. Yeah, because you're still hanging with me for another week. Yeah, you're you like, mean yeah, you're dude. still hanging with yeah, me? Yeah, I'm still hanging with you. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's just like yeah, let's have fun. And then we're diving and everything, catching fish, living off the land. But we're finding these caves, and we find off this island. And this reef system that we're like kind of playing in and hanging and diving and catching fish. Mm. Around the corner, when if you swim past down this big drop off, which is open ocean, and get into this other crack, we found this huge cave that you can dive in. Absolutely mm. magical. Probably about 12 meters down, then you enter this cave and you can po- swim through this big cave system and then pop up the other side. And it was absolutely amazing. Just follow mm. the light and scary, mm. but amazing. But I shot that uh, Jack. Mm. And um, so I've got this fish on the line and we want to swim back to the boat. So we've got to swim around this drop off mm. and then back into this like kind of crevice where we're doing the first cave dives where, where we've got our, um, our dinghy anchored. Mm. And so I've got this fish. So I put it on my float line out the back of my spear gun about 20 meters away from me because I'm thinking, okay, there's not good visibility out of this drop off. And if I, I can't see a shark coming if it's going to breach at me and come for the fish. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to get the fish away from me. Mm. So I swim, we swim around the drop off and I've got this fish hanging back. But when, then when I got in to where those into the shallows, which is like, we're diving like what, four meters to eight meters, depending on where you were on the bombies. Mm. Yeah. I thought like, oh, I'm fine. Like I'm not off that drop off. The sharks are in here. But not knowing that you saw four sharks coming up behind me. Yeah, bro. We were surrounded by sharks. And I didn't notice them. Yeah. I didn't notice them. They're getting all antsy about my, uh, about about my fish, and now I'm just on the top of this bomby, just cruising, just like you know, for, kind of forgotten about my fish on the line, just hanging out, like back in hunter mode, looking again. Mm. Next thing, just this thing just happens, just goes boom, my spear gun just jolts, and next thing I just get dragged underwater, mm. and I'm holding onto my spear gun for dear life, and I look underwater and I see this shark just taking off with my line, mm. and I try and swim to the surface, I get to the surface, just get a breath, and I look out, and I was a bit confused for a second because my float was off to the left side going out to sea Mm. but i was getting pulled to the right so i was like how is this happening Mm. not realizing the shark had actually bit my float off i was like dude there's a shark on your line bro you got a shark on the end of your spear gun you're like (laughs) fuck help me out with this thing yeah i'm getting dragged underwater i'm trying to swim and fight this shark that's dragging me around this bay so i can get a breath and i don't want to lose my gun Plan B was to go underwater with it and unhook my gun from the line and lose my line. But I was just like, you know, I had to fight it first because I've only got one line, you know, because I'm out here. And um, so I'm fighting this shark underwater, like trying to pull the th- like trying to pull myself to the surface, swim to the surface with this fucking loaded gun too, which I was just thinking because I called oh, you over. Bro. It was pointed up, but it was still like you dove down on my line, but I was like fighting it for a bit. Oh, it was loaded. Yeah, but if it shot, it wouldn't have shot us it would have hurt my hands but if it mm. just with the jolting or whatever which i've mm. never had cross fingers touch wood a gun mm. like but um oh the cameras died oh uh, yeah that's right story's still going okay yeah so i'm getting dragged around this freaking bommy system with this shark and then i'm just going say sage help me help me and he does he's like what do i do like, what do and i'm like help me grab the line grab the line he didn't really understand what was going on and, I was getting, and the next thing you, you kind of picked up what was going on you mm. swam down and then the two of us grabbed the line and just fought the shark and swam to the top with so the, we could both breathe yeah so we could both breathe and then the shark just let go Yeah. and then I pulled in the, the head of my fish and I was like 
thanks cool <laughs> i worked hard for that yeah yeah it was just mm. it was just so funny that like finally made it to percy island to have a bit of fun and then i just get dragged around the bay by this shark yeah <laughs> it's like this is why i came here yeah it kind of is and then mm. you know we set sail around to the other side of the destination which is mm. the whole reason why we're here now and that's just to we built my hut mm. which um foraging for what we could and then you know found out that at homestead there's a big bamboo stack of bamboo growing up there so we mm. went up cut a whole heap of bamboo mm. built this shack on the beach set my tent up mm. and we've just been doing that yeah i've been anchoring out the front you've been on the beach in your tent most nights or coming over playing some cards and yeah having or some sleeping fun on the boat if um if we're you know playing cards yeah we well, you, <laughs> you should come stay on board tonight because I'm departing tomorrow. You know, it's been three weeks we've been hanging out, and uh, you know, we we made it to the Percy Islands. We experienced all these incredible things. We built the hut. We've been living off the ocean. We've been catching our food. We've been creating mm. memories that I feel like I'll you know have forever. And uh, yeah, I feel like we should continue this 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 good good vibe um, celebratory moment on the on the boat tonight mm. and uh, we're gonna me and Christian are gonna duck off in uh, probably at high tide around 11 or so tomorrow oh, so you wicked. should come yeah. over for one last shindig exactly it's been yeah 100% it's just been amazing like even to the fact and we haven't touched on this once like the hut has been built you know we've achieved so far what I came to do you know mm. and that is to connect back to nature be engulfed in nature and live off nature mm. you know what i mean we're on this island pretty much by ourselves you know the first week that we're here the the leaseholders of middle island which is out of the five islands that are around here the three percy's and then pine island and that other one over there that you know the only inhabitants are the the caretakers of middle mm. island this couple and then obviously you know where here it's a yachty haven where yachties pass by but you know some sometimes there's no yachts here sometimes the other night there was 10 and we had a movie night someone brought a projector to the beach and we set up a sheet mm. you know and it's been this thing where living off the island and foraging and spearing for food and being by ourselves isolated but then at the same time next thing whole whole heap of yachts are coming and you have this like social aspect you're like mm. what yeah it's just been... They, they bring fresh chocolate and supplies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. We're like, like, what can we trade with we'll you We'll trade you a, a coconut for some chocolate. They're like, there's coconuts everywhere, dude, mate. <laughs> dude, I've got the... Like, it's the best plan. Like, you just, like, build a hut on the beach and you live in your tent and then these million-dollar yachts come in and then they're like, oh, look at this poor Aaron guy who's just in a tent on the beach. Oh, here, mate, have some chocolate. And you're mm. like, oh... You know, you just go, oh, no, I'm just here, mate, just hanging out. You know, got anything to trade? You know, like, I've, I'll catch fish if you if you want some chocolate. That's what I said to those yachties. Remember, yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, do you guys, there's this real rich boat out here a couple of days ago. And we went up to him and I said, oh, hey, guys, you want, I'm going spearing. Do you want me to try catch a, some extra fish for you guys? I, I just want, want to try trade for some chocolate. And they're like, oh, you want some chocolate? Here, just wait. Why don't you say so? I'll grab you some. <laughs> Next thing, grab chocolate. Yeah, no, nah, it's all cool. Living off the island. Yeah, you know what I mean? And it is. It's just like, it isn't a survival trip. It's a thrive trip. It's like, let the experience take. It's like, I'm not here to punish myself. I'm mm. here to fucking, like, thrive. Mm. You know what I mean? To mm. just see what happens. Like, I don't know where I'm going to end up. So, what day is it today, man? 
What do you mean? Day 19. Dude, you're 35 today. Oh, yeah, no. It's your birthday today. <laughs> yeah, it is too. You didn't yeah. even realize. How's that? Yeah, how's that? Okay, I'm 35 today. You guys cooked me brekkie this morning. Thank you so much. After the meditation of receiving and just letting it receive. And then the leaseholders of Middle Percy Island, Robin and Annie, baked me a cake and came down with tea and coffee and and cake for us after mm. cooking us dinner last night as well on the fire in crock pots mm. oh and they've cooked me goat they've given me goat um goat curry for dinner tonight oh, they gave you curry too yeah goat off the island wow which you i may be able to eat that. you might be able yeah. to eat it mm. that's freaking brilliant and so this is the whole thing it's like just enjoying the hospitality and the experience that this place has to offer there is no rules about it you know when people are like, oh aren't you supposed to be surviving and i'm like no, I'm like, fuck it. I bought survival gear if that's what I need to do to experience the Percy Islands. Mm. But like, I'm here to experience what the Percy Islands has to offer. You got like a super nice chocolate cake for your birthday today, bro. I know. <laughs> in the middle of freaking nowhere, isolated, there's five of us, six of us, including Steve, on the island here today. And we freaking all got to sit down and eat chocolate cake. Are you kidding me? We are so... F- I can't even see Australia. I'm looking out there and it's not... It's way... Yeah. It's a long way away. Dude, <laughs> happy birthday, man. What a moment. Th- turning 35 out here just like after this whole journey and it's mm. still continuing for you. Uh, but, you know, I'm leaving the Percy Islands. I'll be leaving you here. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you, you, you kind of have a plan to leave, don't you? What, what's that? Well, I don't know. I've got a, The dude offered... We had a plane land on the beach the other day. And I don't know. I He gave me his details and I sent him a message on Instagram. But it was like you had to request and I couldn't see Oh, the not the whole him. message request thing yeah, again. Yeah, and I don't know. But anyway, I sent him a thing. He offered... A guy offered to fly me out of here mm. um, if it works out timing-wise with him. He's just like, yeah, I'd love to. So, I've put that... I've, that seed's been planted. I just want to feed it and mm. see. But at the same time, I've got no expectation. Mm. That happens, that happens. It'll be fun if it doesn't. You know, mm. there's a cruise ship coming in here with a hundred people on it next w- in two weeks. Oh, that'd be fun. Hey? Yeah, the, yeah. Supposedly they're gonna they're coming in. It's part of like a Whit Sundays, and they're coming down and checking out islands. And they have a day here on the beach where they put up like umbrellas and stuff, and have do a banquet. Mm. You know, and like Dude, see the like island, just merge into and see it. This, yeah, I know, imagine I'll be the guy. That, yeah, I'll be the guy down. Yeah, they're gonna rock up and put like umbrellas like in front of my hut on the beach. You're like, oi, that's my front yard. Yeah, I'll just be like, oi, there's, there's where a tax are you going? For that. Are you going back to the mainland? Can I have a lift, <laughs> boys, captain? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Someone's mm. got to pick me up. Mm. Actually, I'm a bit worried because there's not really any boats coming in anymore. No. I haven't seen any new yachts for a few, for a while. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. The only time you're going to be getting people going north is during the southerly. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's going to stop soon. And people are kind of stopped going south. Uh, yeah. So there's not too much going on. Yeah. All right. Well, um, listeners, I suppose um, I could be here for um, months on end. He could be, yeah. Nah, I got a mate. I got a kangaroo to look after. Oh yeah, true. I got to get home. I'd love to uh, propose something for you guys to do, which is um, sounds like you're kind of coming to a wrap. Is to just want it's it's like what an adventure and a rites of passage you've both been on in your own journeys and own ways, and would love to invite you both if you're open to it at the end of a rites of passage. So through all the indigenous cultures. To wrap completion, there's an acknowledgement of the spirit, the unique spirit of that human being, um, before they reintegrate back to a, you know, back to a different life. 
is to just acknowledge each other, like speak to each other, the attributes, the qualities and the parts of each other that you really just value and appreciate in each other and, and um, yeah, the impact that's had on yourself. Oh, that's fucking beautiful. Mm. Yeah, all right. <laughs> you go first. No, oh, no, no, I'll go first. I'll oh, go first. no. Dude. <laughs> Dude, that's actually like a beautiful thing to do. Yeah, Sage. Okay, for one, yeah, your your courageousness. Just for, okay, for how young you are, but how far ahead of your time, and how much you've been able to teach me. Like you're only 22, man, but like I see you as a, as a man. You know what I mean? And what you've been able to teach me, like already so far, but also like help me with my youthful spirit. Like help me with my own heart, my own, like, just everything, how much you've shown up for me, dude. Oh, dude, oh, this is, like, dude, I fucking love you, man. Mm. Like, I've really enjoyed, like, our time together. Mm. I've loved our competitiveness when we've played Monopoly. It's so, like, watching you <laughs> squirm and I'm getting you with cards, man. <laughs> hey, I fucking on. love that. <laughs> yeah. you're like, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, your, yeah, your childhood spirit, like, your recklessness when you're having fun, like, this afternoon like whizzing around in the in the boat and i was like dude keep doing that i'll just yeah. yeah but just being able to have fun with you and your your energy it's it's been yeah it's 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 been really nice for me to to, to feed off that and and mm. grow off that and be and also be in your space mm. you know what i mean like your your boat that's your home that's your space and you invited me in and you mm. shared it with me you opened up your world with me you know what mm. i mean and like the hospitality that you had to do that you know, like it's been mm. like since I've been on the boat, we've shared everything, like even all the stuff you had before I was there, all that food, everything, mm. you know, like we, sh yeah, shared meals, we've shared everything. And like, mm. it's, um, yeah, dude, it's just like, I appreciate it so much. Like it's something that I'm always going to remember too. Mm. Yeah. Is yeah. that, is that kind of what, what you mean? <laughs> no, dude, I just yeah. appreciate you, bro. Thank you, brother. Thank you. No, I fully fully receive yeah. you and, and all of that bro yeah. like it hasn't even felt like i've had to be you know accommodating or you know mm. like had to care for you you know it's just been like from the from the get-go from that from that first phone call it's felt like there's been such a flow uh that you know i've felt a little bit uh disconnected from in the past few months just yeah. like that 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 real trust in the universe and and what happens and where I go and who I talk to and what I'm meant to experience. You coming into my life has really helped me reconnect into the divine trust in my yeah. path, in my choices, in my actions, where I am and, uh, and what I experience. So you've, you've just brought in a whole nother um, level of appreciation to, to my life, the things I can do and the... Uh, the opportunities I have and I feel like yeah you've helped me step more into my into my passion and into my purpose yeah uh, having you in my life has inspired me a lot in a lot yeah. of different ways yeah your videos have inspired me it's helped me a lot like film and have fun with filming by being able to see your end product with your videos mm. you know what I mean like if I hadn't been able to see that end product I wouldn't you know, it, it's it's sparked me to like have more fun with like filming stuff, mm. you know, because it's like, oh, there's this end thing that's beautiful, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I just want to say massive thank you, you know, and, and also like good on you, bro, for having that courage just to put yourself out there to go, you know what, universe, this is what I want. 
and I'm going to take steps towards that goal and mm. now look where we are. Yeah. And you've just reminded me that whatever I want to do, whatever I want to create, whoever I want to be, all I have to do is remember that I can be that and that I can do that and that all I have to do is put it out there to the universe and trust. Yeah. So thank you for but bringing in that, that new foundation of trust into my life. Thanks, bro. That's beautiful, man. All three of us have that. You know, Christian's done it. He's just like moved out of his home, got on a random yacht to sail out here, and he's doing that. You've, Dude, you've done that by like buying a boat at such a young age and just setting off sail. You know, it's like mm. we all have that in us. But it's, again, it's good to be reiterated and like, mm. and that's the thing. It's like, yeah, dude, you, you've really helped me. Like the chats that we've had, you know, it's like really helped me. It's like just been reiterating like what my purpose is now and helping me step into my divine masculine, you know, by the, the, the past experiences that I've had. And like, you know, it's, it's funny, you know, I was like confining in like this young dude who's just like giving me so, like showing up for me so much. Like when I first like jumped on the boat with you, I was still mm. so stuck in the story mm. that um, was playing out in my head of like my past experience. Mm. And I was having so much trouble letting it go. And like a few of the chats that we had were just like, mm. yeah, dude. Like, you know, I just remember you saying to me, dude, like doesn't deserve your energy. And mm. I was like, oh yeah, it doesn't. Mm. You know what I mean? It was just like, fuck yeah. Mm. It's just like, yeah. I want to say, yeah, something just like witnessing this conversation or just the journey you've shared is like what I just really see and feel is, you know, how you've had this dream for such a long time, Aaron, to come out here. And it's like whatever's called you to just be with the wild or this space and, you know, the challenges you've gone through relationally, work-wise, just with everything, you know, having a a pet, you know, Jojo is just your courageousness to put yourself out there, you know, contact Sage and make this dream a reality. And I, all I hear in that whole journey is your adventurous spirit that just seeks freedom and liberation and the connection to nature and all the challenges you've been through have driven you to all this healing that allows you to just be your authentic self, that you're just, you're in your body even if you're feeling anxiety you're just yourself on this speaking now like everything and that's just such a permission piece for people to to be themselves you're inspiring you know it's like you may be in your head and your journey just in the stories but people seeing you and witnessing you like you even mentioned those messages you receive for your birthday today is you know you are going through the world just impacting people's lives to be themselves to be wild to rewild to be adventurous and I just see this in you, you know, you mentioning the divine masculine and knowing, you know, some earlier, your childhood and just some challenges you've gone through is like, you're doing this all to become the best man you can be. And in the reflection of relationships and out here and, in, you know, with Sage, and you, you are that. You're already that. And the dream you have to do men's work on the land, like, you're ready for that. You're ready to hold that that role for other men you know like that's just what I really see in you and and then coming together with Sage like you know for me or Aaron or other people is like you've you've bought this boat you've invested so much love and attention to it you've mm. gone through a heartbreak through it, but like mm. you're holding a pillar 
like a space and a portal and as you said welcoming people in your home it's more than a boat it's it's you know it's your dream it's your inspiration but it's a place where people's dreams and they get to do the healing and come on the ocean and you know it's having such Mm -hmm. a profound impact when they go back you know meeting Meg who you brought on and who's now Mm -hmm. like you know inspired and moved and Mm -hmm. driven for the whales and myself Mm -hmm. and Aaron and you know it's not to bring age into it at 22 but you're holding deep space Mm -hmm. because it's not about you fixing or knowing everything for people but you're holding this space for people to reflect and and be themselves and then just the connection to your dad through it Mm. like living on the ocean and you guys have the funniest relationship right (laughs) but it's under all that is you are like continuously fighting for your independence Mm. but it's still with love like i see so much love and talking about men and rites of passage like met when as you know boys we fight for our independence to become a man and it's like you're on that and you feel that you're like you know wanting your dad to tell you what stop what to do right Mm. but and then you're taking these risks and that's what a boy does to write to passage into a man. Mm. He takes the risk to push his manhood to the limit. Mm. And just want to acknowledge like your your kindness and your generosity and your hospitality. Do you know that I've just mm. heard through with Aaron, like welcoming the home and, and I've felt that as well. Mm. Like you really want people to have a good time. Mm. You are, you know, it's beautiful because you've been a match for you in your wild side, mm. but there's so much of you that's taking care of anyone no matter where they are in that journey and that's your kindness that's your heart that's what i maybe feel as a connection to your mother who you love and appreciate a lot mm. and you know you've got so much ahead of you like so 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 yeah. so much oh, brother you know yeah. like and a new boat potentially coming th- like yeah you wow. just at the beginning and you've got this channel and you've got you know lots of people following the journey mm. and i really just see you the inner work that you're doing is you're coming into just deeper trust of yourself and like knowing of yourself mm. to just stand in that and it's like wow mm. the future ahead for you brand is, is bright because you got heart and compassion and sensitivity mm. yeah mixed with the wild the man the adventurer <laughs> yeah so i really wanted to speak to that because Thank you two you, coming together is like it's so much more mm. you know the ceremony experience that was shared it's like men coming together that are lighthouses for their communities and, and their families mm. and um just want you to really see yourself brother thank in you. that mm, wow oh dude yeah. i feel i feel shattered i feel so seen and thank you hey thank, dude you thank are you so seen. much uh, like yeah to to reiterate that it's like for what you've provided just for me my own healing journey from the stuff that i you know like that i just came from and everything it's just like just like wow like what an experience that you can give mm. you know what i mean like what a gift that you can give to the world and and what he just said about like like when i met you this young guy like sailing like with so much passion and power right and with so much knowledge you know what i mean already stepping into his divine masculine i'm just like fuck where is this guy gonna go you know what I mean? It's just like the potential that I see in you, dude. Like, think about it, man. You're already living on the ocean on your own boat, sailing. Fuck it. Like, the world is your oyster. And, like, when mm. I look at someone like you, I'm just like, fuck, man. Like, you know, I didn't pull my shit together like that until, like, I was even, like, th- like I don't know. I'll just, tra- like, I don't know. It's just like, mm. you know, I've had my awakenings when I was 25, 28, 30, and then I've just had another huge one at 34, you know. Mm. But it's like, 
I've had to work so much to get to this point. You're already there, man. Oh well, I wouldn't say I'm there, but I'm 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 making my way along that journey. No, but yeah. you are. You're like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and like, I'm not like I wouldn't say I'm there either. But it's just like that's what life is. We're constantly mm. on that journey. But like, dude, it's just like we all met here for a reason. Mm. It all happened. We're all supposed to adventure. We're supposed to go through these fucking wild storms. We're yeah. supposed to just freaking send it have fun enjoy this beautiful island and right right now when people are listening to this and they just heard this wild story and then us talking like this Mm. right now this is what happens when you push your limits when you do follow your dreams when you do like Mm. connect to nature you end up with fucking love in your heart like this because you see Mm. truth and see what's real you know it's like right now i feel so whole as a person because i'm Mm. fucking living my truth Mm. i just followed my dream and i'm here and i'm fucking experienced what i wanted to experience Mm. right and so it's like being so healing and then obviously the universe has thrown you guys in front of me and i've got to experience with you but learn so much off you guys Mm. and that's all because you're living your truth i'm living my truth and christian you're living your truth and so that's what fucking happens right it's like the more you just be fucking you it's like the more the universe allows you to have a fucking good time that's what i found every time i just go fucking surrender and i drop control Mm. you know what i mean and just surrender it's like what is left but Mm. love and a fucking good time Mm. because nothing's bothering me because i've dropped trying to control anything Mm. right so it's like, all right, should we leave it back then? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, is the Zodiac drifting away yet? <laughs> guys, thank you for that. Yeah. I, I feel so I feel so loved and seen by you guys, and it's it's truly reciprocated. So Yeah, let's all have a man hug. Yeah, all yeah, right. Let's all get up and see your listeners later. Enjoy the potty. We're going to give each other a hug and then go have a beer and yeah. play Monopoly. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Lots of love. See you guys. Just I hope you guys like this episode. Now, remember, I've got prizes to give away for whoever shares it for me. Go on Apple Podcasts, leave a rating, leave a review, subscribe, put it on your social media story, tell your mum. Send me a message, send me a screenshot, or I'm just going to see it on Apple Podcasts anyway, or I'm going to see it on social media, and every week I'm going to pick someone and I'm going to send them an O-Penal Knife or a Diaries of the Wild Ones t-shirt. Enjoy, guys, and thanks for listening. Do it like a double.